This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk part of the Rams Monthly Review Show. Um, We're joined tonight by three fantastic guests to dissect the past week for Derby County. Obviously started well in the the pizza trophy with a convincing 3-1 win. Um, And then we all know what what happened yesterday. So delighted to talk it through, um, get some some views of some, some good fans here tonight. Um, I'm joined firstly by James Cotton. James, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, getting over a um, a brief spell of, of sickness. Um, so yeah, um, the the football yesterday wasn't the the best remedy, but we'll, we'll hope for a, a better result next time out. And also joined tonight by Adam Bamford. Adam, I believe you're you're dealing with a hangover, so we're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggle, struggle for you today, but yeah, looking forward to this chat. <laughs> And also the ever-reliable Vic Singh. Uh, Vic, how are you doing? Good evening, guys. How are you? Okay? All good. All good. Thank you. Well, let, let's get into it. Um, we'll start with the, the first game of the week, the convincing win against Grimsby. I think you'll all agree with that. Um, obviously, we saw quite a, a strong team announced, uh, James, in, in terms of before the game, um, was that a surprise to you to see the likes of, of kind of Bird starting? Uh, did that did that surprise you when you got that news through? Not really, no. Um, you know, I, I think you, you've got to keep a certain amount of, uh, of first teamers in the uh, in the starting lineup anyway, with regards to the um, the AFL Trophy. Um, not quite sure how it's worked out. There's some kind of very strange calculation that the the, the ever reliable AFL use um but um yeah not not surprised to be able to see um so many first teamers kind of start i think mendez lang he'd had a couple of games off with personal issues i think it was so i think it was important to be able to get him back into the swing of things ready for the uh ready for the the league again um i'm very happy to be able to see the the likes of, of rooney getting more uh game time as well um hopefully he's like a little bit of a A gem that we've uncovered. Yeah, for sure. And and, and on on Rooney, Adam, um, how pleased have you been with with his kind of development and the performances that that he's been putting in? 
Yeah, I'd say really pleased and actually quite surprised by how uh, how close to a first team player that he looks. Uh, I think usually when these young lads come in, they take you know a few months and a few substitute appearances whereby they'll come on, have a few minutes, look a bit rusty, and you could see something. But he looks like a first team player um, for League One, probably, but definitely definitely for the cup. I get him in there each time we've we've got an opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think what we'll use these cup games to do is, is have a look potentially at the future um, and see, you know, I mean, we've got some some players that have, that have come into the under-21s now. So maybe we'll see them um, playing games and, and see what, what they can kind of offer. But yeah, really, really impressed with him. And, and obviously great to be able to still sing that that chant that we, we all love, just uh, changing from Wayne to, to Jake. Um, Vic, what a goal by Max Bird. Um, I said, I, t- I tweeted out uh, when it happened, it found that that position that Johnny Russell managed to find in the net um, on, on deforestation day. Um, should we expect more of those those kind of goals? Obviously, a goal is a goal, is a goal for, for anyone, but should we be expecting more of these kind of strikes from, from, from Max Bird? I'd definitely like to see him take that, uh, take advantage of his uh, ability because obviously we've seen that he can score goals like that. He's got it in his arsenal. Um, Stoke at home, Middlesbrough away. We know he can. He's got that good long range shot. So I'd like to see him be more brave when it comes to getting into the final third and taking those shots. Scored another great goal against Grimsby again. Um, but yeah, I think I always think with Max Bird, I think if we unlock his attacking potential because uh, we know he's got it just as well as his defensive capabilities. I think we'll see a better player from him. Um, so I'd like to see him advance a bit more, just to have a goal, because we know he can score those goals. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, I mean, every goal he has, he's seemed to score that I can remember has been, um, you know, a, a good finish and, and you know, not your your boring goal. So um, if we can see him hit, yeah, find the net a little bit more, then, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, we'll move on. Transfer deadline day, we obviously saw it um, for, for all teams um, and we actually played a part in it, which was, uh, which was nice uh, for the first time in a little while. Um, James, happy to, to see Asula through the door, another kind of prospect from, from Sheffield United coming in with, with a bit of rep. What, what are your thoughts on, on, on his kind of loan move? Um, I think he's, he's, he's got all the, the attributes really to be able to be a, a really really good player um, I mean he's he's big he's athletic he's strong um, six foot four and you know from all the reports that you read he's, he's got a hell of a lot of pace about him as well um, so pr- providing that we can give him game time that he's he's going to need to be able to get up to speed I suppose in the men's game uh, rather than just just playing your, your under 23 football um, he's got every chance of being one hell of a player for us I have noticed that he's got a um, a recall clause um, in January, um, which uh, is it Jebison, who was at Alb- Burton Albion last year from um, Sheffield United. Um, they used that um, to be able to, to get him back as well. Um, so I'm just hopeful that he does all right. He probably doesn't do too well uh, in order for him to be able to, to take him back. Um, and, uh, you know, he can crack on for the, for the second half of the season and, uh, Hopefully, it provides that little bit of extra fire, firepower that we need. The, the, probably the biggest disappointment, really, is, is probably the lack of a right back for me. 
um, that uh, at the moment means that our best or probably one, well, certainly one of our best midfielders is, is currently playing out of position at right back. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Rossini is going to be kind of, you know, giving a pep talk before putting him on saying, look, go and score one goal. But, it, you know, if you get another opportunity, make sure yeah. you, you know, make sure you kind pass. of hit it wide. <laughs> yeah, pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't hit it wide, pass it. Um, James has touched on there, Adam, about not bringing in a right back. Was Was that a surprise to you? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say so. I, for me, why we wouldn't go out and get a specialised right back, I, I don't know. Um, like James said, top three of the most talented players at the football club, out of position. It's great to see him on the pitch every game, but I'd like to see him on the pitch in the position that you know that he's grown up playing and that he's made his way through into the men's game and cemented a, a place in the international team. I just think it's very, very strange to be in League One when he's probably a Premier League player and playing him out of position, I think, is pure desperation, obviously, to cover the position. But it's just so, so wasteful, in my Mm. opinion. Yeah, I mean, we don't know, do we? I think maybe there'll be some some reports that come out to say that we tried for somebody and, and didn't get someone. Um, I think the most important thing about that, and I'll come to you with this, Vic, is that we managed to to keep hold of Knight. My worry is we'd, we were going to, you know, announce a, a new right back and then we were all going to sit around for a couple of hours wondering, you know, is uh, is Jason Jason kind of moving on? But how important was it to, to keep hold of him? I mean, at least till January, um, hopefully kind of past that. But being able to see that kind of clock tick past 11 and, and know that Jason Knight's still a Derby County player, how did that kind of make you feel? I'm quite relieved actually, because normally in like past years we've been shafted in terms of selling our prized assets. So it was quite nice to see Knight, Sibley, and Bird all remain at the club. Uh, even more so now with Knight because we don't have a recognised right back, and I don't think Kwaku's quite ready to make that step up yet. He's showing promising signs, but the thing has been Knight. He's, he's sort of just slotted into that right back position, and he's made it his own. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty glad that I think that was probably the most important transfer business we could have done was to keep a hold of those three core players um, just because they would have had the spirit from last season bringing it into this and we know the quality that they have and really and truly we know that they could play a level above but I'm more than happy that they're still here. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, looking back, uh, you know, six months ago, to know that we'd be in this position with the, the names that we've signed and and being able to keep those players, I mean, I'd, I'd have I'd have found it quite hard to believe that we'd have signed Conor Hurahan and, and we'd still have Jason Knight, Louis Sibley, Max Bird at the club. So yeah, we've we've got to thank our, our lucky stars, thank David Klaus, um, and and hopefully you know we can see all of those players contribute to um, taking us back to to where we uh, where we need to be. Um, we'll move on to, to Plymouth at home um, if you guys don't mind I, don't, I know it's going to uh, bring up some some bad bad memories but uh, obviously going 2-0 up before the half I think the general consensus of, of everyone that I've spoken to and, and, and myself is we probably didn't deserve that um, James what were you kind of thinking at half time was it, was it a case of 
you know, we're, we're lucky to be ahead here and, and we're probably lucky to be two goals ahead. Well, I was sat in a, uh, in a garden in Oxfordshire at a two-year-old's birthday um, and I'm checking my phone, checking my phone next to an Arsenal fan. I was like, oh, we're 2-0 we're, we're up. Um, unfortunately, I was still sat next to him at, at full time when um, we were we were three two down. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't the, the the greatest of experiences, to be honest. I mean, yeah, having watched the highlights, having um, spoken to or, or certainly seen what's come through on Twitter about what everybody said, didn't deserve to be able to be in that position to be tuned up. Um, and even what um, Liam's turned around and said as well, um, he wasn't happy with the performance. Um, I think it's just almost a bad day at the office, really. Um, it does happen. Um, hopefully, we don't have too many more of them. Um, it is going to happen throughout the course of a season. But you also hope that when you're 2-0 up as, as a professional football team, that you've got it within you to be able to to kill the game off, whether you deserve to be able to be 2-0 up or not. Um, and it's it, it, it's just so Derby County to be able to, first week, you know, be, be 1-0 down to Peterborough. And uh, and score two and, and and win the way that we did to the next week to do the exact opposite um, and be two nil up and then lose three two in the ninetieth minute. It's just um, yeah, you, it's typical Derby County, isn't it? Really, um, but we are where we are. Um, we we keep fighting on, um, and hopefully we get a, a better performance uh, in the in the coming games. Yeah, for sure. Typical Derby County. That's uh, that sums it up very well, to be honest. Um, Adam, you were at the game. What went wrong? Um, yeah, so as much as the same as what James has just said, really, um, we didn't deserve to be tuning up. I felt fortunate at half time to be stood there with Pint and Man saying, you know, we've scored two really good goals, but not really sure where they came from because we did look really dangerous going forward. Um, second half you felt like Plymouth came out to score goals and you felt like we were going to concede goals from very early in the second half. I think we had uh, Mendes Lang had a chance right at the start of the second half and we missed that and it just felt like the turning point of the game. It just felt like Plymouth just hit us again and again and again. There was a big hole in midfield where Max Bird had kind of been, not been first half and they they just exploited it each time. Um, there was a lot of room for them uh, where Fozzie should have been or was was attacking and there was big holes at the back. Um, Cashin didn't have his best game. And I, I love Aaron Cashin, as we all do. <clears throat> and one of his biggest fans, um, but yesterday was a struggle for him. I think a lot of it came from, he was trying to play two positions a lot of the time to cover Fozzie as well. So he had a lot of work to do. Um, I, I do think, even if we play that badly, if we look that good going forward, we will beat most teams anyway. So it, it was just unfortunate. I think we had such a bad day, scored two goals, but it was against a really good team in that league. Uh, and they managed to take advantage of it. I think, you know, if you're playing Morecambe and you tune a lot playing that badly at home, you probably walk away with the three points comfortably. I'd, I just think Plymouth had something about them and the sub came on, just changed the game for them. They had so much pace going forward. Uh, we, we just couldn't deal with it. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And I think, you know... Like like I've said on on previous pods, I think any team that that are going to come to Pride Park, uh, you know, they're going to be supported in their numbers by travelling fans. Look how far you know these Plymouth fans travelled. Um, they made noise. They got behind their team, 
and it just feels like teams kind of put 10% on their kind of performances. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a surprise for, for me to see that, that we'd squandered a 2-0 two, two lead. Um, but I think potentially it's maybe what we needed because it puts a little bit of, you know, kind of pressure on actually going away next week to, to Morecambe and kind of breaking that that kind of away form. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can we can kind of bounce back. Vic, I wanted to come to you with a, a statement here. Uh, I don't know if you're going to agree with it. And if you don't, we'll have a little bit of fun. Uh, <laughs> but... I find Bird and Hurahan to be quite similar. And I, I think what they're doing in the middle is, is quite similar. Would you, could you, would you, could you um, leave, you know, leave one of them out and just have one of those, those players having that kind of role? What's kind of your thoughts on that? Or is it a case of we need to just kind of tip that balance in the middle there? Because I think we've seen a couple of times this season that it's, it's not really working. To be fair, I think I'd agree with you there. I think Bird and Horahan are quite similar, which is the reason why I think we signed Corey Smith, because I think he offers a completely different sort of side to that midfield trio that we like to persist playing with. Um, I'd probably say more so now that we probably need Smith 100% fit, back and ready, because it's like you said, um, Horahan and Bird are quite similar. And I think Plymouth exploited that yesterday, um, just because I don't think that See, see, for me, I think we need like a Seth Johnson type of midfielder in there, just to, someone that can rough it up, uh, take the game by the scruff of the neck, control the game. Because we haven't actually controlled any games this season. And I think a lot of that comes from where we play midfield. And if we've got two similar players trying to play that sort of style, um, I think I'd be, I'd be happy if we did drop one of them uh, going forward when Corey Smith is fully fit, just because I think Corey Smith can be a modern day Seth Johnson. Uh, he likes to get stuck in, likes to put the tackles in. He's clearly got an eye for a forward pass. Um, and I think he could be the solution to the problems. It just depends on how quick we can get him back fit. But yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. I think Bird and Horan are too similar. And I think teams are going to exploit that. And I think the Plymouth manager actually said on record, he exploited that, them two players. If he, could took, if he took them out of the game, Plymouth were going to succeed and they ended up beating us. So... I think a lot of teams are going to target those two if we keep persisting with it. Hopefully, Corey Smith can get back fit and uh, you might might be able to see a bit more of a different dynamic with our midfield. Yeah, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you agree with me. I was worried we were going to get into a, a bit of a war of a war of words there, Vic. But uh, yeah, glad you've glad you've got my back. Um, James, I'll, I'll come to you and ask the question: If it was the case of of looking at kind of Hurahan and, and Bird, which which man would you prefer doing that kind of role for Derby? Mm. On a... That's a that's a poser, isn't it? Um, you, you... I really like Horahan. Um, I, I think we are so lucky to be able to to have him in League One, and I still don't know how we've managed to be able to to get him in all honesty, um, because he's for me he's a he's a top end Championship player. Um, or has certainly got the ability to be able to be. Um, Max Bird still learning the game. He's still can't forget he's still very young, um, but he's also been given that vice captaincy. Um, and for me, with either a captain or a vice captain, it speaks volumes from the the manager that he wants you or you're you're virtually a guaranteed starter every week or should be 
virtually a guaranteed starter every week, with with the exception of obviously Harry Maguire at, at Manchester United, but that's a that's a different story. Um, I'm going to go for. I, I I would rather have Horahan doing it than than Bird, to be honest. Um, and that's purely from an experience um, perspective. Obviously, seeing what he's he, he did for for Barnsley and, and Villa. Um, he he's probably in my eyes the best player that we've that we've got, um, and would be the one that I would start. And I'd, I'd honestly, I'd, I'd probably look at replacing Bird with with Jason Knight. I mean, you know, echoing what Vic has, has alluded to, someone to be able to be in there, be that kind of Seth Johnson character, and, and be in there and rough it up a little bit. I think that's Jason Knight. I really do. J- Jason Knight is that guy to be able to. You've seen what he's done. He, he he does not stop running at all. He's got a little bit of Craig Bryson about him. He's got a little bit of Seth Johnson about, about him, and he it, he'll bite like a terrier. And you need that person in that that midfield. And I do believe that is what we miss a little bit at the moment. Yeah, and I wonder how long it will be before we do see Jason Knight in a league game in in midfield. Maybe, hopefully, it, it won't be too long. I think it's a good, you know, it's a good problem to have. You know, and I know we've just come off the back of a, a defeat, but being able to to mention these kind of names for for these kind of six forward positions is it's pretty incredible. Um, given you know where we where we've kind of come from, um, Adam, I want to come to you and and talk about uh, you know forward forward from from these guys that we just spoke about and and the number ten and and kind of through the middle for us. Um, obviously saw McGoldrick get his, his first start in the league yesterday. Sibley obviously come on wide, which I think disappointed a few fans um, that he wasn't kind of given that that kind of central role. With regards to looking at that kind of support striker or, or kind of number 10, who would you want to see kind of in there moving forward? Yeah, I, I, for me, David McGoldrick is a, is a class player. Um, I think he always has been. And I think you talk to any kind of Sheffield United fan and anyone who's watched him a lot. So he's, he's too good for League One. Obviously, his fitness is nowhere near where you kind of want it to be to play 90 minutes week in, week out. But I, I think, you know, yesterday for 40 minutes, he looked absolutely class. Every, every time he touched the ball, it was like a magnet. And, you know, his ball through for Collins, for that delightful finish for his goal was just, you know, that instinct to be able to play a ball so quickly out of your feet is just just lovely. So for me, McGoldrick is the one. It's it's the fitness of the front four at the moment, I think, is the problem. Because if we could have carried on attacking yesterday, I don't think it mattered how many goals um we kind of conceded. We we'd have scored we'd have scored more than them and it'd have been a bit like Blackpool a la, you know, 10, 10 years ago when they were scoring six, seven goals a game and conceding five or six as well. So I think the substitutions were were not great yesterday, to put it mildly. Um, I, I know we're not allowed to swear on this, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I, I think for me, so, sometimes it's just putting players on because you want to see them on sometimes. And I feel that a bit with young managers. You know, they like players and they like to see them on. You know, Sibley came on, did okay, not in his right position. And I don't know what what Liam Thompson was told to do when he came on, bless his heart, but he just was kind of in there chasing the ball all the time and it just didn't seem to have any 
confusion into why why he'd been brought into the team when you know we needed to look a bit sharper and a bit stronger. And all of a sudden, we had two players who didn't seem to know why they'd been brought on and what their role was to kind of help us, you know, see out a two-one at that point. Um, it, it just it just wasn't right for me. So I, th- I think the same thing with Jason Knight. And he, you know, to go back to that, and I know we've covered it. I exactly agree with that. He is our Craig Bryson box to box terrier who's going to you know put put his studs through someone when they needed to and play a delightful pass at other times. And that's my point of him being wasted at right back. He is that player. Hurahan's a brilliant player, but he's, he's nowhere near fit. And he should have been taken off yesterday. He was absolutely blowing after 70 minutes and he didn't add much um, in the latter points of the second half. So brilliant player, just really, really not match fit at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. And I think yeah, we've said it a few times that us guys always want to, yeah, us guys want to see kind of Jason Knight in that in that kind of role. So Let's let's hope it let's hope it happens. But I think my worry is how bad are things going to have to be before he's he's put in there? Do you know what I mean? Because I think at the moment it's it's a case of you know if we go to Morecambe next week and he starts a right back and, and we win convincingly, I think you know he probably stays there for for the foreseeable again. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. All uh, all good all good subjects, all good uh, all good things to talk about. Um, a positive Vic was James Collins getting his uh, goal. Finally, you could see in his celebrations just how much it meant to him. And he must now feel the weight of the world kind of off of his shoulders. I think us fans probably have a little bit of, of weight lifted as well. Um, obviously, massively important. I think you were one of the, the people that said, you know, it will come. And when it does come, it's a case of, you know, we'll, we'll see him kind of kick on. Do you still... Stand by that statement. Do you think we're going to see a different kind of James Collins in front of goal? Yeah, I still stand by that. I think um, now he's got his first goal. Uh, it's probably a relief for him, a relief for the manager, a relief for the fans. I think he'll kick on from here. I think there's now a developing, he's developing an understanding with McGoldrick. Um, just you could tell by the, the through ball that he put through for Collins. So Collins does get into the right positions. Maybe he just needs someone to feed him, and I think McGoldrick will do that. Um, like with previous strikers, Martin, Vidra, Stevie Howard, they all needed a few games to settle in before they got that first goal. He's now got his. Um, I think he'll kick on from here. Um, I reckon he'll get about 50, at least 15 goals um, because we're, we're, we're creating chances. It's not as if we're not. So he'll put them away more now that he's got his first goal. The confidence will start coming through. Um, yeah, I think Collins will. He's he's a he's a he's a main part of the way we want to play, the way Rosinha wants to play. Um, so yeah, I think he'll kick on from here. Now he's got a bit of competition with the lad from Sheffield United, so that'll keep him on his toes as well. So he knows he'll have to perform. But yeah, I think the floodgates are going to open now. So hopefully, yeah, uh, we can keep him out in the other end. But or uh, let's uh, let's all board the Collins train to fifteen twenty <laughs> season. <laughs> That sounds good. And yeah, I agree. I think there seems to be a, a real good connection between those two. And I think just to, to echo what Adam said as well, McGoldrick just seems to, I don't know, the ball just seems to gravitate towards him and the things that he can kind of do and see is is way above this level. So yeah, um, hopefully we see that partnership continue to kind of blossom and and both can kind of hit the back of the back of the net. Um, also, I mean, a word for the finish as well, given he's not scored so far. 
to be able to you know keep his composure and, and apply that delicate finish was was pretty um you know pretty special to be honest so yeah let, let's hope we can we can see more and I I bet for the last I think since the start of the season I had um a couple of quid on him scoring a hat trick and over two yeah over one goal and a hat trick um yesterday I had him just to be first goal scorer so maybe I'll have to continue with that that bet kind of moving forward um we'll move on and, and think about Morecambe now um our, our next away game um James in your view who has to start who has to be in that team um Jason Knight, certainly. Um, J- James Collins, um, McGoldrick. Um, I'd be tempted. I really would be tempted with Quack uh, at right back and, and see um, what Jason Knight can do in the middle. Although I'm not sure who I would sacrifice in the middle at this moment in time um, to be able to, to get Jason Knight in there. Um, I'd also be tempted with with Hayden Roberts again at, at left back. Um, Craig Forsyth, I, he's, a, he's a very dependable left back. I, I can't say he's my, my favourite derby player because he isn't. Um, I think he's still got the odd mistake in him, but um, it's quite clear we, we missed having a solid back four yesterday with, with, with Cashin kind of overcompensating for um, Craig Forsyth getting forward um, that could be a little bit of an undoing certainly away at Morecambe when it's going to be quite a small ground everyone's going to be on top of you I would imagine that we'll probably go in there and looking to be able to have most of again um, and they'll be looking to be able to try and do us on the break um, so I, w- I would probably be looking to be able to start Hayden, Hayden Roberts as, as well um, I don't think uh King Kurt is going to be quite ready. Um, whether he'd, he'd be ready enough to be able to, to get back onto the bench or not, I'm sure I saw pictures of him earlier this week um, back out on the on the grass training. Uh, it might be a little bit too soon for him to, to even make the bench, in all honesty, but um, it, it'll certainly be in and around the, the squad, um, giving him a bit of a, a pep talk, I'm sure. Um, but I think the sooner we can get him into the into the back four again, better and that's not to say that I think that Richard Stearman's doing a bad job because I don't think he is um, but you know you you lead by example and you you need your leaders out there on the on the pitch and he's ours yeah definitely no I think he's if he's fit you know he's he is the first name on the team sheet and I think I just feel a lot more safer with him being in the side and I felt yeah. that I felt that last season as well so yeah hopefully um, you know he can get back fit and I think the thing that you worry about with his age is that sometimes when you have one injury and then you come back something else kind of plays up so yeah touch wood that that's not gonna kind of happen on 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 this occasion um Adam obviously heard from from James there is there anything that you'd kind of change with that that you'd you'd kind of add with that or are you pretty pretty on the same lines yeah I'd I'd quite like to see Dobbin back in the team personally Mm -hmm. um but I, I think, you know, Morecambe haven't won all season, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they drew 2 2 at the weekend. So you've it, said it now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the Derby way, as we all know. But, you know, it's, it's a game we've got to go there and just go for it, really, haven't we? It's, you know, there's three points on, on offer at a team that hasn't won all season. 
I, you know, I think we go there with a lot of attacking intent. Um, I, I completely agree about Forsyth. I, I mentioned it earlier. I thought he didn't have a very good game at all um, yesterday. He was missing in action for a lot of it. So if we have the opportunity to swap that out, great. But yeah, Dobbin would be the one for me. Yeah, no, it sounds good. Yeah, I, I've been really impressed with with him as well, to be honest. So yeah, I could definitely get behind that. I think you you all tell me that you want 12, 13, 14 players to start and I'd all go, yeah, let's let's start yeah. them all and uh get another nice find from the from the EFL. But um yeah, like like I said before, it's a it's a good situation to to be in. It's gonna be an absolute headache for a senior to try and get kind of a you know an eleven that he can kind of back. But we're 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 good to be in the situation, I guess. Um Vic. I'm going to come to you and get the first score prediction um, for for Morecambe, Morecambe away. Um, how do you think that the game will go? Do you think we're going to score, going to win? What are you thinking? And we're finally going to break that away, Hoodoo. But I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, we We have tended to struggle away from home in terms of trying to play our game. Uh, noticeably because the pitches are much more narrower, the, the grounds are a lot smaller and we can't play that expansive football. I think we'll go for a 1-0 win. Uh, I'm going to abort that Collins train again. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go for a 1-0 win, but I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be it's going to be a battle and I think we need to be ready for it. So 1-0 win. Love it. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get behind that. Uh, James, coming to you. Quick score prediction. 2-1. To Derby, yeah. Um, <laughs> just to be clear, um, no, I, I, I agree with Vic. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um, crowd will be on top of you. Um, you know, very narrow pitch. We can't do what we would do at Pride Park, um, and you know, pull teams from from left to right and, and create as much space as what we we would like. Um, but hopefully, we can we can break that um, away. Who do and uh, and bring the three points home? Sounds good. And Adam, is it going to be a, a clean sweep for for Rams to get the the three points? Well, I've, I've never seen Morecambe play football in my thirty six <laughs> years on this planet. I'll, um, I'll go I'll go with all my expertise and say the Rams will win three 0 Love it. Yeah, a little bit more convincing. I can I can get behind that. Um, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I personally think it will be a bit more of a a tighter game just to agree with with kind of James and, and Vic. Um but yeah, I mean let's hope that we can we can get our first away win. I mean if you could tell me now that we get you know we get a win um I, I, the the news and the result yesterday that I got through um you know from from the game I, I it would be a, a lot better to to kind of take. So yeah, let, let's hope we can get the uh, we can get the win. Um, but as we've explained here, I think it's going to be um, quite a yeah, quite a week for Rosinia to to kind of nail down that eleven, and, and it'll be interesting to see what he goes with. But guys, thanks so much for joining me this evening, um, Adam. I hope the hangover has, has eased a little bit during your uh, thirty minutes or so talking here. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Thank you. James, thank you as as well. Um, thanks for that big. We're all, obviously all on uh, Zoom talking here, and you've got a a big uh, clock behind you, which has helped me uh, massively uh, keep keep track of this and uh, ensure I don't keep you too long uh, from your Sunday evening. 
No worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries at all. And Vic, yeah, we had some mic issues to begin with, but could hear you loud and clear, which is uh, the only way that we'd want you, to be honest. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you. I thought you were going to drop out there and it's just going to be mute. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, guys, if you've got this far, thanks for listening. Um, If you do enjoy what you hear, um, please do like us. Please do share us. Please do tell us what you want to hear on on kind of future episodes. We're back every week. Um, We've also got kind of a feature for our uh, Rams monthly review uh, YouTube content that's coming up as well. So, So make sure you check that out. But yeah, hopefully in a week's time, we'll be talking about our first three points away um and yeah all of this uh pre plymouth hangover will be gone but yeah thanks guys and enjoy speaking with you take care away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.